Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans from all around the world, welcome back to the Wrestle Arts Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Edge, and we're here to bring you all the action and excitement from the heart of Indianapolis at Wrestle Arts 12. In our main event, we have the epic clash between Apollo Star and the veteran Jack Vaughn. But before we dive into that showdown, let's celebrate the incredible talent that makes Wrestle Arts what it is with special guests like the Adam Street Butcher, Brandon Prophet, and the insights from our director of operations, David Barker. We'll also be joined by my broadcast partner, the talk of the town, Taylor McAllister, for expert analysis. So get ready for a wild ride as we dive into Wrestle Arts 12, where we'll explore the stories, rivalries, and sheer determination that drive these incredible athletes to put it all on the line in the squared circle. Stay tuned, because we've got a fantastic show lined up for you. I am joined at this time, once again, by Director of Operations, David Barker. David, how are you doing? You know, I'm uh, doing well. It's uh, Thanks for having me. It's nice to be had. I, I love getting a chance to talk to you. Um, one thing I don't think we got to talk to at WrestleArts 11 uh, was that uh, you got hit in the face by Cavron Cameron at WrestleArts 10. Can you can you take us back to that? I, I didn't even get to check on you, make sure you were okay. I noticed. I noticed you didn't check on me. Uh, if your pay uh, envelope was a little short, that'd be why. But no, you know, at the end of uh, WrestleArts 10, there was uh, a kerfuffle, if you will. Yes. Uh, Brandon Prophet getting attacked. His son Fred came in the ring. They knocked Fred down. You talked to Jordan Dye and Fred about it last uh, last show. And as a grown man, you can't sit there and see a 15-year-old get hit in the mouth with the boots put to him. So I was trying to get in the ring, trying to get an angle in Cavron Canyon. He's got hands of stone like Ronnie Garvin. Punched me right in the jaws. I was coming up. I was unprotected. Right, hit the concrete floor. Was that little woozy for a little bit? But yeah. I'm okay. Uh, and and I brought Cavron Cameron up because he is wrestling tonight against Brandon Prophet. What? How, how do you make a match with the person who hit you in the face? Do you press charges? What? I mean, you why would you bring him back in here? It's the wrestling business. You're gonna press charges getting hit at the wrestling show. That's, you know, it's a it's a live contact sport. You put yourself in situation. You catch live rounds. That what that's what happened. I got in the ring or tried to get in the ring and I got hit. That's sometimes it's. Did you a know? Risk. What, did you know what you were gonna do? Were you gonna get in there and throw hands, or were you just gonna try? I was gonna and get try and pull people off and get order. I wasn't coming in to throw hands. I wanted to get order. But like you were trying to come in with a chair. No, I wasn't coming with a chair. I wasn't coming with any sort of weaponry. I was just coming in trying to get control of the situation. Uh, and I thought about banning Cavron Canyon from the building and from all future wrestle art shows. I really did. Sure. Uh, especially since he was a, he'd bought a ticket and he was sitting. He was a paying customer sitting in the crowd the whole show. Uh, but Brandon Prophet asked me. To not do that, to let Cavron Canyon sign the open contract and have a fight here tonight. And so, okay, if Brandon Prophet is a grown man, wants to fight somebody who put hands on his kid, I can understand that. I can understand that. Uh, am I happy that Cavron Canyon is here? No. You never like seeing somebody who punched you in the mouth come back to work for you. I don't want to have to pay that man. Sure. However, 
it's a sport, right? It's a business. Sometimes you gotta, you know, eat uh, sandwiches you don't like. Sometimes you gotta sure. make decisions <laughs> that you're not happy with. One decision that you made was to bring in Jack Vaughn uh, yeah. in the main event tonight against the global open weight crown holder uh, Apollo Poison Star. Yes, I did. Um, what what went into that? And I do notice that you know. Aaron Williams is still conspicuously absent from a title shot. He has not got what he wanted yet. Yes, uh, unfortunately, Aaron Williams has just had prior obligations. It's not anything against Aaron Williams, right? He just had prior contractual obligations for fights. Uh, I want Aaron Williams back. I would like him to wrestle, and I would like him to wrestle for the Global Openweight crown. That is my plan. Just he had some conflicting obligations. Uh, Jack Vaughn. The veteran is a gentleman that I have seen wrestle for many years. Okay. He is a excellent wrestler. He's 6'4". You know, he's built like a wrestler from 1955, 1960. You could have seen Jack Vaughn on the Dumont Network out of Chicago wrestling <laughs> Luthez or okay. Vern Gagne or Buddy Rogers. You know, he's that kind of wrestler. And when the opportunity to have Jack Vaughn come in and challenge for Apollo Star, who doesn't want to see that match? They've wrestled before in Ohio. You know, they have a history. Who doesn't want to see two grown men, two combat sport athletes, two seasoned professional wrestlers get in the ring for a championship, for bragging rights, to be the best? Isn't that what this is about? Sure. This isn't about making friends. None of this. Competition. That's what this, this is a sport. And they're two of the very best going today. And I had the chance to book that fight. Speaking of the, the level of competition, you have uh, really seen and, and been responsible for uh, Apollo Star running the gauntlet, right? He went up against Sage Phillips and he said, well, I'm going to you know, use my size against him. So I feel like you put the strongest against Apollo and he adapts. You put the fastest against Apollo, he adapts. You put the smartest in Sage Phillips against him and he adapts. How good of a run is Apollo Star having right now in Indiana? Is it, is it, have we not seen this since Dick the Bruiser in Indiana? That's a... That's a great question. I think Apollo was on the run of his career. I met Apollo 23 years ago for the first time when Interstate Championship Wrestling was still running Indianapolis Wrestling. Uh, he's a sensational wrestler who has never gotten his just due. And when he won the Global Openweight Crown back in June, he told me after that he wanted to face the best I could find. Sure. He didn't care what kind of wrestler they were. He wanted the best. He wanted to prove that he was Indianapolis Pro Wrestling, that he was Indiana Pro Wrestling. To answer your question, I don't know if we've seen an Indianapolis-based wrestler as good as Apollo since Dick the Bruiser. It has wow. been a very long time since somebody who has been based in Indianapolis and carried the torch for Indianapolis wrestling has been as good as Apollo Star is right now. Is there anybody that you think can unseat him? I mean, there are a lot of guys here in wrestle arts and in Indiana wrestling who are really good. Sure. I think Josh Crane from the Dragons is a terrifyingly good pro wrestler. Otherworldly. Yeah. I think he's otherworldly. I said last time you had me on here that I think David Ali is a big money player, even though he's based out of Chicago. And not, did you see David Ali make the challenge on Indy Now on, on Fox in Indianapolis? I did. I saw Dave, David Ali. He called his shot. He Babe Ruthed it. 
We'll see if he gets up to play. I think Aaron Williams is a guy who could give Apollo Star a, a run for his money. Heck, Jack Vaughn tonight may do it. You never know. Um, sure. The Apollo Star, I think, is the best wrestler in Indianapolis. But being the best doesn't mean you're unbeatable, and it doesn't mean sure. you're the best every night. Let's take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, Paradigm Games, for this episode, your ultimate destination for tabletop gaming excitement, conveniently located at 2479 North Meridian Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46208. But wait, that's not all, folks. Paradigm Games is not just your average game store. They are the proud hosts of the Wednesday Lorcana League Nights, where the action starts at 6.30 p.m. For just $10, you'll get a spot on the sheet and a booster pack to jump into the thrilling world of Lorcana. Plus, you'll be battling it out for monthly promos that'll leave you hungry for more. But wait, Paradigm Games has something special for all you Pokemon enthusiasts out there. Join them every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. for Pokemon League. And the best part? It's completely free. Gather your best decks, trade cards, and meet fellow trainers in the ultimate showdown. So whether you're a board game fanatic or a Pokemon trainer, Paradigm Games is your go-to destination for gaming fun in Indianapolis. Support our sponsor because they support your passion. Let's talk about what I really badly have been, have been dying to, to talk about. Heather Monroe showed up at your office. We we saw it on Instagram. I ooh she she got a, got hot under the collar. Uh, can you walk us through what all happened there? I believe there was some some litigation that went on. Yeah. So I at the time I was getting ready to shoot a little PSA uh, for my school. I'm a teacher. For those of you who don't know, uh, and so I had camera there. Was getting ready to shoot a PSA. You know, and Heather Monroe barged in. Didn't know she was going to be there. Didn't even know she knew where I worked. Uh, you know, didn't know she knew where I taught. Uh, and she has not been happy with me. I said that last year. I've been fielding a lot of calls from her, a lot of texts. Uh, you're, she, you're, you're public enemy number one for her. That and I am, and which is hard to swallow because I've known Heather for 20 years since we were young whippersnappers. But she does have some legal paperwork that I had to consider that she presented me after the fact of that apparently her contract, when we negotiated it, it said that she could not be stripped of her championship, uh, which I'm, that's my fault. That's my fault. I didn't read the contract close enough. You know, I didn't check with the wrestle arts attorneys close you don't, enough. You don't That's have my fault. thirteen secretaries. I don't have thirteen secretaries. You know, I don't have a massive legal team. I got one guy on my legal team. You know, and it's my fault that I didn't. That's my fault. I'll own that. Uh, what What's next for the women's division in wrestle arts? It's a tough question. Uh, it'll depend on tonight. We'll see the in ring debut of Miss Larkin. Heather doesn't know that yet. Heather does not know that she's going to be wrestling as we're recording this. Lovely Miss Larkin tonight. Um, unfortunately, Holly Cromwell's had some medical issues uh, so she couldn't be here tonight. Sure. Uh, which I know really bothered Holly. She really wanted to, but I told her we had to follow doctor's advice. Uh, I know that Alice, Crawl, Alice Crawley pardon me, and Rachel Armstrong are both itching to get back in the wrestling sure. arts ring. Both were excellent. Yeah, both were excellent and I know we have a lot of young women, not young women, a lot of women out there really wanting to compete in wrestle arts. So I'm hoping that we're really going to see the division explode here in the next coming months and coming shows. Uh, and then Cassius Starr, who I believe you were a fan of, uh, just lost the triple threat championship to Jordan Dye. 
who I don't know that you're a fan of. Uh, what's next for Cassius Star? He has to continue to prove himself, continue to get better. He's, he's young. He's very young. I think he just turned 22, 23 years old. He's young. But he has all the skills, all the pedigree. You know, his daddy is the global open weight crown holder. I think Cassius Star, he's got a chance tonight against uh, David Ali to make a statement. Mm. And that's really where it's going to lie for Cassius Star. He's got to get some singles match wins. He's got to go out there and just get some more reps. When you're young, it's all about reps. You know, you're seeing it. You see it in football. You see it in basketball. You see it in baseball. When you're young, you got to get you got to get time on the field. You got to get time in the ring. He's going to be very good. Have He's, they had that conversation with you as a father and son and said, "Hey, if Cassius starts to string some wins together, make that the the main event, father versus son." We haven't had that yet. I don't think they would like. I don't think they want that. I don't think you know. Apollo doesn't want to wrestle his son. You know, not yet. Sure. He doesn't want to have to be put in that position because, what if he's got to do something? that hurts his son's chances in the future. Sure. You know, I don't think they, they want that, but I do think they both want to see each other do well. And, I'm, you know, I know Apollo is a proud, proud father. And then um, my last question, how much longer do, do you as director of operations want this Brandon Profit bounty saga to continue? Because I imagine it's, the bills are starting to pile up. It's I, causing a lot of problems for I'd you. I'd like it to be done yesterday. Man. Yeah. You know, I don't like bounties. You know, it creates a lot of headaches and hassles. It creates a lot of uncertainty. It creates medical bills. Uh, but unfortunately, until Brandon Prophet feels like he's gotten what he wants out of it and that he has gotten Jordan Dye in the ring, I don't think it's going to stop until those two lock heads. And I can't get them to – I can't get Jordan Dye to sign the contract to fight Brandon Prophet. I just – I haven't been able to. Have something that works if based off of what could happen tonight. If what happens tonight happens, we could see that. Real soon. Has there Real been soon. a lot of conversations and arguments behind closed doors that the wrestle arts fans were not privy to about how to how to make this match between Brandon and Jordan? Well, so when when we signed Jordan Die, we signed him to uh, a nine fight contract, nine matches. That was last October. And he wrestled November. He wrestled January. He wrestled March, June, July, August. He's wanting four more matches on his deal. He's wrestled six of his nine. Tonight will be seven. He's wanting four more matches, four more guaranteed paydays. In that contract, I have stipulated that if Brandon Prophet wins tonight against Cavron Canyon, he's going to have an opportunity against Jordan Dye. Otherwise, Jordan Dye doesn't get his contract extension. Sure. Wow. Well, thank you very much for your insight. This is, I'm sure, wrestler. Uh, loves to hear. I've got a. I've got to get back to it, so thank okay. you for having hey, me. Thank you very much, yeah. Director of Operations, David Barker. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, act like you know. It's going down, I'm your captain. It's going down, I'm your captain. It's going down, I'm your captain. All right, I'm joined at this time by the Butcher of Adam Street, El Chupacabra. Vampiro Profeta, Brandon Prophet. Brandon, how are you t tonight right before Wrestle Arts 12? I'm as good as I'm going to be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, looking forward to uh, my match with Cavron. I feel like uh, a measure of revenge needs to be taken out here. We, we evened up uh, Dylan Cole a little bit. Now it's time to even up Cavron, and then it's time to even up Jordan Die. Is there any 
and any logic behind what happened to wrestlers 10 with Cavron Canyon? Is there some bad blood there? Is there some history there? Is just another guy trying to cash in the bounty on you? Well, I watched the, the video uh, that they put out afterwards, um, and I get it, man. I, I understand Cavron is in a tough financial situation. His family's losing their farm, uh, and he needs that money. I get it, but uh, he's not going to get this money this way, not today. Um, you know, as far as I know, me and Cavron don't have any beef. I've, I've seen him around here and there, and, uh, you know, it's always been friendly. He's always been respectful, um, but money makes people do weird things. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll tell you this, I, I appreciate the fact that he clearly uh, didn't seem on board with the, the hitting my son. Um, okay. If you watch the video, he clearly is upset and distraught by that. But uh, he still was complicit in it, and so there has to be a consequence, you know what I mean? What did you say about Jordan Dye? About, I think you said something about he has $2 hands. Oh, yeah, that's the thing with Jordan Dye. He's, uh, when I said he had $2 hands uh, and a $50 mouth, um, what I meant was is uh, he, he's running his mouth all the time, but he doesn't have the fist to back it up, uh, and he doesn't. I have no uh, doubt in my mind that when Jordan Dye finally has no choice but to step toe-to-toe with me, it's, it's not going to be a whole lot for me, I don't think. I think one of the things that Taylor and I have worried about watching you is that uh, while Jordan Dye may have $2 hands, you've been having to get in the ring with some people who got $50 hands, Hoodfoot. Right, Cavern Canyon is a big man. You've been having to get in the ring with some very dangerous people because of Jordan Die. Uh, how, how does that mentally and, and physically exhaust you? Well, I mean, it's been my entire wrestling career, right? Like I've I've gone against the best of the best, the most violent of the violent. Uh, I mean, at one point in time, I, I like to think that I was the most violent wrestler in the world, uh, and I think that I proved it night in and night out. I, I've beaten the greats. I've beaten Necro Butcher. I've beaten Mr. Insanity. I've beaten Brain Damage. I've beaten Deranged. I've beaten them all. Uh, you line them up, I've knocked them down. Uh, I've taken my fair share of lumps, and I've always gotten back up. With, with some of these guys that have come in, Like I have to be wary of the fact that I'm older. I have to be cognizant uh, of the fact that I don't spring back like I used to. But um, at the end of the day, like I have a mental toughness, and I have a heart that these guys aren't even ready for. Mm. Have you found out who your friends are? I did notice at WrestleArts 10 there were some people who were willing to come down and come to your aid, and, and Big Sue Jackson and Jacob Johns. Um, talk about that, because it seems like you could you would easily get through uh, Jordan Die if you didn't have to play the numbers game. Do you want to play the numbers game yourself, or you just want to keep people out of it? Well, I think that there's been uh, a long time in my career where uh, I didn't make a whole lot of friends, and uh, you know I kind of walked a, a lonely road and. Uh, so I'm not sure how many people were coming to save me or were coming to save Fred. I think, that, okay. I think that the Fred aspect was very shocking and very jarring to people. I mean, it was upsetting to see a 15-year-old kid getting beat up by grown men. You know sure. what I mean? Did you have a conversation with Jacob Johns after WrestleArts 10? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jake is my friend. We've been friends for a long time, uh, you know, and he's always had my back, and I appreciate the fact that he's always first in line. We've definitely had some conversations um, and, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. What, what's next for Brandon Prophet after he goes through Jordan Die? I don't know. We'll just have to see. I'd like to get my triple threat belt back. I took a lot of pride in being the triple threat champion. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll mess around and decide I want to be the global open weight uh, crown holder. Well, that yeah. would currently be held by Apollo Poison Star. Yeah, uh, Apollo Star has been a friend for a long time. But... Uh, 
you know, you never know. Maybe I'll get a tag partner and I'll go for those tag belts. I could tell you Apollo Star would welcome the challenge as he continues to look to innovate his game. Yeah, I think uh, I've I've uh, I've wrestled Apollo Star a few times, and it's been an interesting an interesting thing each time. So. You talk about what a veteran you are in the business, a legend. Are there any young up-and-comers on the wrestle arts roster that you think uh, have a bright future ahead of them? Definitely Kevin Panic. Kevin Panic is great. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I'm eager to see where he goes. Um, you know, Cassius Star is, is so smooth and so quick, and he, he has so much going on for him. Uh, I could see him taking off. Um, but I think the wrestle arts in general just has a really great like core base of people. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. I'll let you uh, go back and prepare. Yeah, man. Take care. All right. Good luck. Thanks. It's going down. I'm your, I'm your captain now. It's going down. 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 I'm your, I'm your captain now. It's going down. 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 All right. I am joined at this time by my favorite all-time guest. Taylor McAllister, the talk of the town. Taylor, how are you? I am doing great. Super stoked about uh, the event that we are about to witness. I don't know if you know this, but this is my favorite part of the podcast because this just feels like home, Taylor. Just feels like I'm, I'm back in the, the Shire. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I don't know that I've ever been compared to a hobbit ever in life before, <laughs> uh, so that is a first, but, uh, but I appreciate that. I've been getting into uh, comparing myself to a goblin. I think at this <laughs> point in my life, I would like to, if, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be compared to angels or anything like that, but I think I can do goblin all right. Nothing wrong with a good goblin. I call myself the Goblin King. That's my new... <laughs> It's like, if I'm going to be a goblet, I'm going to be the king at it, damn it. Uh, Wasn't that the deal in uh, that David Bowie movie back in the day? Wasn't uh, there a goblin king in that? I unfortunately did not see that. Oh, what is the name of it? Starts I can't. Aragorn or something like that? No, uh, it's... Um, Legend? No, oh. it's... Uh, oh, geez, it's right there at the tip of my... Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's I irrelevant. Get you. But. It doesn't matter. You know what does matter? Is It's WrestleArts 12. Let's run down this uh, this card, shall we? Yeah, uh, let's. The first match is David Ali versus Cassius Star. Are you excited to see it? I am. I am. I, um, I'm i interested to see how Cassius Star rebounds from his title loss because he just had his first title and he had a couple of really solid title defenses along the way. And then at WrestleArts 11, we saw him lose the championship. So that's his first title loss, at least here in Wrestle Arts. And with him being as young as he is, I'm really interested to see how well he handles that and to see if it gets in his head at all, see if, it, uh, if we see any change in his game, so to speak. I'm worried that David Ali is going to get pulled into a race, that he is going to try and move as quickly as Cassius Starr does, and it's going to become an athletic competition because Cassius moves so fast. Cassius is the quickest person we have seen in, uh, in all of wrestle arts. Crazy and, fast. And yeah. David Ali is an amazing athlete. I just don't want him to get suckered into, well, i got to keep pace with this guy because no one can keep pace with Cassius Starr. I want to see David Ali try and ground him and take him apart. I think that that is a good strategy if you're David Ali. David Ali clearly has the size advantage, so just out-muscling Cassius Star, keeping him grounded, keeping him away from that uh, high-impact, high-flying style that he likes to utilize, and then watching out for that uh, that Cassius Star frog splash because every time he hits it, uh, that's the end of the match. So if he can, if David Ali can do those things, then uh, David Ali could have a really big win on his hands. And if not, then Cassius Star could be on the start of his rebound back toward another championship opportunity. 
well said, partner. Uh, our next match is Dylan Cole versus Jacob Johns. Who do you got in that one? I'm going to take Jacob Johns uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I just don't want to have to say anything positive about Dylan Cole. Mm. Uh, <laughs> number two, uh, I mean, it's just Dylan Cole. I think I think Jacob <laughs> Johns is uh, he's a seasoned veteran. He's 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 a tough brute. I. I yeah, I think that's a reasonably safe bet. I'm going to go with Jacob Johns. If I went to a random fan in WrestleArts, they would tell me that Dylan Cole hasn't won a single match at WrestleArts, and that's what it would seem. The guy's 2-0, and uh, he beat Dex Royal, who was an incredible that, wrestler. That's true. That was an impressive win. Dex Royal uh, was had a great... Uh, Great first match here, and I really anticipated that he was going to get a big victory in his first match, and much to my surprise, Dylan Cole with the win. Yeah, he, he was incredible. Uh, Dylan Cole also got the victory in that eight-man tag at WrestleArts 10, and uh, Jacob Johns we haven't seen in the ring since WrestleArts 8 when he defeated Idris Wolf. He did come down to save Brandon Prophet at WrestleArts 10, so uh, I'm interested to see how uh, this could further the Jordan Dye versus Brandon Prophet rivalry. Yeah, that. Uh, whew, that it's like they're number twos, right? <laughs> like it's their it's Robin versus Robin. <laughs> I think that's an interesting way to put it, uh, for sure. Uh, we also have Avery Hertz, the Dark Horse, versus the Catch Wrestling Casanova Sage Phillips. Sage Phillips just came off of a uh, uh, hellacious bout with Poison Apollo Star for the Global Openweight Crown. Uh, was not able to come away with the victory, but will he come away with the victory tonight against Avery Hertz? Sage Phillips and Avery Hertz, you know, I don't know. For whatever reason, Avery Hertz has just really gotten under the skin of Sage Phillips. Sage Phillips straight yep. up does not like that man, and I don't know what it is. I mean, Avery, anytime I've ever spoken to him, seems like a perfectly nice, respectable uh, fella. Yeah, good guy. Uh, but Sage Phillips straight up doesn't like him, and... Uh, when Sage Phillips doesn't like you, that's a tough spot to be in. You know, I hate to keep hearkening back to it, but I'm still so impressed with it even a year later. The fight that he had with Calvin Tankman. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You, you say, in that moment, when Sage Phillips spent 20 minutes with Calvin Tankman essentially at his mercy, he earned all of my respect right then and there. So I will never uh, – I fell victim to exactly what Sage Phillips talked to you about on the podcast last time. I saw him and I said, oh, well, you know, there's a four-foot guy, you know, whatever. And – yeah, of course he's not actually four foot. I'm, I'm of being, course, but um, I saw that fight with Cal with uh, Calvin Tangman, and I said, "My bad, dude." I, yep. I did glad I didn't say that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> and and even now it's Wrestle Arts Twelve, where you know the, we're sitting in the Irving Theater as people are getting ready for our, our show. I see Avery Hurts, just big smile on his face. If you ever see Sage Phillips walking around, he just looks like he's he's just unhappy he's uncomfortable in every situation so that's on yeah 100 percent true i don't think i've ever seen the guy smile yeah but i'm 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 scared for avery hurts in that ring because i i know he's not going to be smiling throughout that match because the poor kid's going to be in a lot of pain taylor he is he is avery hurts uh is still a very young competitor and sage phillips of course once again another case of a young competitor versus a very seasoned veteran and um Avery Hertz has all the tools. He's amazing. He won a championship his first match here, but yeah. he he's going to need to really come in full full game face because Sage Phillips is a whole nother level. Man, well said. Uh, Brandon Prophet versus Cavron Canyon. Another, another big, scary, you know, just beat you up bastard to fight Brandon Prophet. Uh, he already fought the Carver. He already fought Hoodfoot. Just we, we keep fighting these big monsters for Brandon Prophet to have to fight. 
Here's the thing. So I I would never count Brandon Profit out anyway. Brandon Profit um, became a very quick favorite of mine uh, here at Wrestle Arts. But when you factor in that Cavern Canyon had a part in the full-on mugging three-on-one assault of his son, uh, Fred Profit, I hope the police are nearby. That, that's all I've got to say about yeah. that. I, wow. uh, as big and bad as Cavern may be, Brandon Prophet may straight up kill a man tonight. Absolutely. Uh, and who knows? When, when is Brandon Prophet going to get his hands finally on Jordan Dive? We talked uh, to Director of Operations David Barker earlier, and he was mentioning just trying to get the two of those in a room, the two of those men in a room to sign a contract and get the match made. It's just, it, it's been astounding. Jordan Dye has, we need to start calling him Usain Bolt because he's done more running than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't want any part of Brandon Profit. He's slippery. Profit. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sooner or later, somebody is going to have to force him to finally man up and face the music, as they say. You know, he's made this bed with Profit. It's time for him to lay in it. But uh, how that happens, who's going to be the one to, to finally stick him in a situation where he has no choice, I don't know. Sign the contract, Jordan. Just get the match made. Get, in, yeah, get just, it in the ring. Just be a man. Uh, we got an interesting uh, fight for the global tag crowd. It's uh, the original Sins are getting a shot at the Dragons. The original Sins, Tyler, it's Tyler Lytle and Mean Dick Michaels. Little Tyler Lytle and uh, Dean Mi Dean McMichaels. There we it go. Dean McMichaels. <laughs> I love it. Let, let, let's get that out of the way now uh, before commentary tonight. Uh, mean Dick Michaels. They're a team we've seen a couple of times here, and uh, they've been really impressive. Their last contest uh, was a couple of shows ago. They were really sharp. Uh, the Dragons, of course, everyone knows I'm a big shill for the Dragons. Uh, love the Dragons in, in any capacity, whether it's Ace Perry and Josh Crane. or You'd Ace buy Perry a house with Josh Crane, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly would feel secure in my uh, safety if Josh oh, Crane was in the yeah, house. Yeah. I'll I'd leave that. the door open every night. <laughs> So uh, I also understand that the Dragons took the tag team championships away from the original sins in AWR, which is a pretty prestigious independent promotion in the Indiana area. So uh, it'll be interesting. There's some history there. I look forward to seeing it. But as always, my money's always on the Dragons. Do we know which two Dragons we're getting tonight? I'm not sure. I think Dale Patrick's and Josh Crane, but that can always be subject to change. I'm pretty sure that it was Dale Patrick's and Josh Crane advertised on the card, but you know they've got that Freebirds thing going on, so you never know what you're going to get. And that is what's tough, right, is that if you do not have two of the three Dragons locked in when it's time to go, you have to adjust your game plan. Is Dale Patrick's, Josh Crane, and Ace Perry are all very different. You have to prepare based on which one. If I got Ace Perry in there, you have to prepare very differently than if you have a Dale Patrick's or a Josh Crane. Absolutely, 100%. That's completely right. And all three of them are equally dangerous, just differently dangerous. Uh, we got the Triple Threat Championship, Jordan Dye uh, versus Kevin Panic uh, versus p potentially Hillbilly Jed. I know Hillbilly Jed did suffer an injury. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I don't know the full extent, but I know that Hillbilly Jed did uh, suffer an injury. And the last that I heard, uh, 
basically Jordan died, decided he was going to call the shots and he would pick somebody to fill in that spot. Who that somebody is going to be, I don't know. Why uh, Jordan Dye would be given the ability to do that, I don't know. But that is the last I heard was that Jordan Dye was basically going to get to pick the third man. If you had a pick, who are you taking? If I had to pick who Jordan Dye is going to pick or if it was sure, me? Sure, I'd say, okay, you're, you're, you are the director of operations. You get to pick the third person. Who would you put in there? Oh, uh, that is an excellent question. So um, now bear in mind, I'm not the director of operations, so I don't know who has conflicts or whatever. So just going through the whole wrestle arts roster, anyone who's ever appeared here or could appear here. You know who I think I would put in there? Who's that? And and maybe this is just because I don't like Jordan Die because that whole deal with uh, Fred Prophet getting beat up and all that just has never. Uh, I've never yes. looked at Jordan Die the same way since then. Who? I'd put Hoodfoot in there. I was going to say that. I was going to say put Hoodfoot in there. Let, I'd like to see that, too. Let, let Hoodfoot rip him apart. <laughs> I was originally going to say Big Al, Alice Crowley, just because I'd, like Al- I'd like to see Alice Crowley tear apart Jordan Die, director of operations, trying to get the show underway. Yeah, I love Alice Crowley. I was glad to see her at WrestleArts 11, and I know she's uh, not appearing here tonight, but uh, my understanding is she certainly will be appearing at future shows. I look very forward to seeing the Unicycle back in action again here at WrestleArts. Uh, global Openweight Crown, Jack Vaughn versus Apollo Star. Have you been watching a lot of Jack Vaughn? I, b- I bet you're more well-versed than me. Oh, brother. Uh So every time we talk about a championship match, I ultimately spend like 10 minutes harping on the champion's advantage and come around to the champion will probably win. Not tonight. Tonight, uh, Jack Vaughn, listen, Apollo Star is easily and by far one of the, one of the best professional wrestlers out there today. And he's a champ and I'm a big fan, but Jack Vaughn is the man, the veteran, the last real professional wrestler. Just ask him. He'll tell you. Well, I, I am taken by you because I was just talking with Director of Operations David Barker. I said I haven't seen somebody as, as uh, consistently at the top since uh, in, in Indiana since Dick the Bruiser. Like, Apollo starts putting a run together. Uh, Apollo's the man, and it's my understanding that uh, Apollo Star is also the wrestle and respect uh, Jordan Dye just came past and cross-chopped me. Why would you do that? You get the hell out of here. Come on. This this guy over here, Jordan Dye, just coming over here running amok. Sorry, you were saying, Taylor. Uh, my understanding is that Apollo Star, in addition to being the Wrestle Arts Open Crown uh, holder, the Wrestle Arts champion, has also become the Wrestle and Respect WAR heavyweight champion, wow. which is a really well-respected uh, promotion out of Lima, Ohio. It's been around a long time. I think it was established in 2003. Just really one of the top independent promotions in the country. And Apollo Star is going to defend both belts against Jack Vaughn here tonight. It's going to be a huge, huge match. Added pressure? Yeah, 100%. But, man, Jack Vaughn, I'm telling you, this guy is just next level. He's been at it for almost 20 years. He's a two-time OVW heavyweight champion. Oh, wow. Uh, He just had a hellacious fatal four-way match at OVW's pay-per-view hard reset where he beat Cash Flow. Oh, wow. uh, He beat Shira, and and he also beat uh, Tommy Gunn. So... I'm, I'm telling you, Jack Vaughn, he, he's, he's my guy. I'm, I'm going Jack Vaughn 100%. He's got that San Hansen-like lariat, and I think he's going to, as much as I love and respect Apollo Star, I, and I do, I think that uh, Jack Vaughn's going to knock his head off tonight. 
All right. You heard it right here from the Talk of the Town, Taylor McAllister. On behalf of him, I'm the voice of Indianapolis, Jeff Edge. Let's throw it down to ringside. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Wrestle Arts 12, ladies and gentlemen.